There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. There's going to be a huge disruption, and patients are going to suffer as a result of this. And so we're going to work like hell. Uh, to make sure that we can overcome the obstacles uh, that HHS and the Biden administration are putting. Yeah, sure enough. I mean, and the question still, as we take a look at things like vaccine mandates, when will when will that OSHA rule come down? That particular clip, Governor DeSantis talking about the monoclonal treatments. And, of course, there already was a workaround there. So after the federal government said, eh, we're not going to let you go straight to Regeneron anymore, as Florida was leading the country in monoclonal antibody treatments with the statewide rollout, well, you had Governor DeSantis go direct to Glaxo. And Glaxo, Smith, Clyde, they were in development of a monoclonal treatment as well, and, well, ended up uh, helping supplement some of the loss along with, uh, you know, the Glaxo antibodies, which are being offered now at the same sites as the Regeneron across the state. One of the other hopeful things is, hey, we just don't need this stuff much anymore. We are seeing a rapid decline in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations across the state. Joining us to talk about this more, Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez. How are you doing, Lieutenant Governor? Good morning, Brian. How are you? Doing pretty well. Are we ready to put this pandemic behind us once and for all? Well, I sure hope so. I, you know, we're we're trying everything we can to make sure Floridians have all the resources that they need. Uh, but you know, we're we're going to have to contend with this for for a little while longer. But we're hoping between uh, the monoclonal treatments, we're hoping between the you know the natural immunity that a lot of these COVID positive individuals have acquired. Uh, along with the vaccine, along with treatments that are also probably going to make their way to a pharmacy near you within the next couple of months. I've you know, been talking to a lot of the uh, pharmaceutical industry. They uh, are working on antiviral uh, medications in pill form that may be similar to like a Tamiflu. So I think all of those things bode well for us. We just got to see how the next couple of months play out. One of the criticisms of Governor DeSantis is that he perhaps would seemingly declare victory, so to speak, a little bit early on uh, the pandemic when things have been going well in Florida and then we would see another spike. Is the lay of the land because of everything you just described, including vaccination rates, two-thirds of Florida's population and 71% of those that are vaccine eligible, does this time seem like it's different? Well, I mean, it's hard to say, right? We've learned so much throughout this pandemic and, and we've also been able to ascertain how lockdowns don't work and uh, mandates aren't necessarily uh, what we support. And so I think as you tweak and adjust to the different aspects of the pandemic, I mean, we were dealing with a very different scenario early on and the vaccine came. But then, you know, when it was touted to be this panacea, this you know, this cure-all, we have obviously seen quite a few number of breakthrough cases. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, people like to criticize the governor for declaring victory. No, he was very firm in what he was trying to accomplish. And as we were able to keep businesses open, keep people employed, make sure that people had an ability to put food on the table, um, obviously we did everything we could to keep people safe. Uh, but but we also, and I think this is something that doesn't get enough uh, airtime, we also were intent on making sure that people's liberties were not trampled because of a global pandemic. Because today it's this. God knows what it will be tomorrow. Amen. Speaking to Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez. Okay, so about some of the remediation efforts, 
it's continued to boggle my mind what goes on with school districts that flout state law. And as much as it is remarkable to me that we continue to see, I believe the number is 10 in real time, including Broward, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach County School Districts, mass mandates for kids with without parental opt-outs. Something else that's been compounding to me is that only Alachua and Broward have been issued sanctions by the state. Why only those two school districts today? It's actually a matter of process. So they were sort of earlier on in their flagrant violation of state law. So they got their opportunity to have their day in court uh, through the State Board of Education. Those those notices were filed. They had their opportunity to address the board. The board then had an opportunity to make their decisions and determinations. And then that sort of spiraled into the next step, which was the withholding of the funds for their violation of state law. The other districts that are also um, in violation will subsequently have their day in court. There has to be a notice uh, of a hearing, which uh, I believe has been issued. And so that is a sort of seven-day notice. It's, it's a lot of bureaucratic processes that we have built in um, to ensure for proper notification and to ensure for proper uh, opportunities for them to address uh, why they are in violation. So they too, those remaining districts, will have their opportunity to go before the State Board of Education. The State Board will then vote. Then they will um, determine if they have not reversed course. I know, I believe Lee County reversed course, so they came to their senses. And we're hopeful that some of the others uh, will do the same. But in the uh, in the event that they don't, they will go before the board. The board will make a decision, and then those funds will be withheld. And, and so the disbursement from the department to the school districts are sent down on a monthly basis. So that would occur um, at the end of the month, and they would then be withheld funds as well. Understood. It's a good explanation. Lieutenant Governor, uh, one of my bigger concerns is actually bigger than the mask issue it, itself. For me, it's a, it's about principle. And you know whether one agrees or disagrees with now, the state's policy over mask mandates, it remains the law of the state. And I believe in rules and consequences when they're violated. To that end, if we have our school districts that are willing to flout the state's law on mask mandates, why would we have confidence that they are in good faith executing the curriculum as mandated by the Florida Board of Education, up to and including the recent adaptation of the ban on teaching things along the lines of critical race theory? Yeah, and, and I agree with you, Brian. I don't know that we necessarily do have that confidence that these um, school boards and, and the the bureaucracy that's built around it, which is union-driven, it's in their bloodstream, um, I don't necessarily have the confidence that they're going to follow curriculum, albeit, you know, whether it's critical race theory or Holocaust or any other uh, curriculum requirements that they have. So, yeah, I think it's important that we start to pay a little bit more attention to school districts and school boards. Uh, you know, just I think yesterday there was an article about the chair of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Commission that was formed in the aftermath of uh, that tragic shooting. You know, he is he issued a scathing report about how Broward has done little to nothing to remedy the systemic issues that they had that led to that fateful day. Um, and so, you know, here they are wasting taxpayer dollars, wasting everyone's time, flouting the state's laws. 
uh, and yet they've done nothing to to remedy the issues that they have full within their control. So shame on them and shame on all these politicians that hold them up to be these victors, these these freedom fighters, these champions, these patriots. They're they're nothing more than a joke, and they really need to do their job and stop playing politics with our kids. In Broward's defense, I mean, it's kind of hard to accomplish things when you have three of your principals that are indicted. So, you know, I mean, they... <laughs> It just complicates matters uh, anyway. but That is true. <laughs> just can't make this stuff up. All right. Uh, so uh, yesterday you had the, the governor. You have uh, first Attorney General Ashley Moody suing, suing the Biden administration over catch and release inside of Florida. You also had Governor DeSantis issue an executive order mandating Florida law enforcement agencies account for those that are being brought into Florida my understanding of it, Lieutenant Governor, and, and tell me if this is correct, and, and if not, please correct me. My understanding is you, the state can't block federal thoroughfares and what the feds do with them. So, for example, the interstates. We can't control that until they're inside of Florida. Anything through the air. The FAA regulates the state of Florida does not. So, as I understand it, the state has been directed to account for these migrants that are being brought to our state once inside of our state. Is that accurate? Well, well, here's the problem, Brian. Um, You know, obviously, the Biden administration has taken an approach of sort of come one, come all, uh, open borders, no screening, no information. So the governor has sent a letter requesting information of the federal government. Who are you sending to Florida? What has been the vetting criteria? What are you doing with these individuals? Are they criminals? Have they been released from jail? All these questions, and yet we have received nothing in terms of answers. So the governor um, issued an executive order yesterday. It was sort of a, uh, a one-two approach. Yeah, clearly, you mentioned the attorney general's lawsuit. But in addition, the executive order, is, it really serves two purposes. First, to ensure that Florida agencies under the control of the governor do not assist or facilitate illegal immigration to Florida. And again, this is a complicated area because there's state law, there's federal law, and, and all sorts of you know, political issues that stem from that. But in addition, secondly, um, he wants to make sure that we're collecting information concerning the impact of illegal aliens here in Florida. Now, it has been very clear, abundantly clear, that the Biden administration is facilitating illegal immigration into the U.S. on a mass scale. What we've seen in terms of the numbers are staggering. Uh, we have never in our in our history seen the type of numbers of people just going through our borders the number of encounters at the southwest border skyrocketed from just over 78,000 when Biden took over to more than 212,000 in July and then you look at August and there's no signs of slowdown there either another 208,000 encounters at the southwest border i mean all you have to do is look at the the images on the screen look at the debacle that is the Biden debacle on the border, the Kamala catastrophe, because she's supposed to be in charge. I don't even know what she does, when she does it, or how she does it. But but all of these things, they bode very poorly for Florida, because we know, you know, obviously we're not a border state, but we also know human trafficking, drug trafficking, arms dealing. I mean, all of these things that are occurring, they have their, they have a way of spilling over into the state of Florida. And so the governor has been very clear he's going to be a law and order governor. He supports our men and women in, in uniform. And he wants to make sure that we can control our own destiny because clearly the Biden administration could care less who's coming across our border, what kind of individuals they are, that's catch and release that they have. 
I mean, we're taking steps that we can take from the state perspective to halt the illegal immigration that's occurring, to prevent our residents, our citizens from being subjected to violent crimes in many cases. And so all of these things, I think you're going to see a lot more discussion around this. A lot more is going to come of it. You know, I heard you talking about the OSHA rule. I heard you talking about other things earlier. You know, I think that it is going to be uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a brawl between Biden and, and DeSantis. And he's just not gonna, he's not content to sit back and let all this illegal immigration take place with the impact it's going to have on Florida. And then we have no say we have no knowledge, no information. And so that's really been the most troubling thing, the lack of information and really their lackadaisical policy as it relates to allowing people just to come in with with no vetting. And, and of course, mind you, we don't even want to talk about all these COVID positive um, illegal individuals that are coming here. You know, they make they make Americans, you know, get the vaccine or wear a mask. And, and what about these folks? I can help you with the vice president. I, you know, she she is is busy agreeing with the. Uh anti-Semitic students. That's that's what she's up to these days. <laughs> Senate Governor Jeanette Nunez at Jeanette Nunez FL on Twitter. Till next time, we'll be right back at the Brian Mudd Show. He's Radio 610 WIOD.